0: Yo, what's going on? Back with another episode of What's Really Going On podcast. This is episode number 58. As always, it is Noah McKenzie and Henry. Before we get into the episode, be sure to follow us on all of our social media. That includes Twitter and Instagram at wrgo pod at youtube be sure to watch this video which is going to be live and full at what's really going on be sure to subscribe on apple podcast spotify soundcloud and google podcast what's going on you guys good job noah <laughs> uh, have that right in three freaking weeks uh how are you guys Good. oh awesome all right so we're going to get right into it uh so for us as all i guess dmv residents right now. Um, Tuesday, the news broke that popular bars and restaurants on U Street would be closed for the foreseeable future. Uh, They are most notably El Rey and Marvin's, RIP to those until further notice. Uh, I think this all gets to when we were talking on Tuesday, uh, to the impact that COVID has had on businesses, more specifically, Black businesses, the University of California, Santa Cruz, and the National Bureau of Economic Research found that 41 percent of black owned businesses have been shuttered by COVID compared to 17% of whites. Uh, Many businesses have struggled to receive uh, their their paycheck protection program money. Uh, COVID and Marvin's to my understanding are not black owned but I think this gets to a conversation of like black owned businesses and businesses that are patroned by black people are often the first to shut down. Um, So kind of what did you all think about kind of like the news that like places that we went to a lot will be uh, closing? Okay. up,
1: come on. I thought she was. You <laughs> I thought she was I always, uh, no, to I was her.
2: really so sad about El Ray. Like El Ray is just like I don't know about everybody else's happy hour experiences, and I'm very particular about my happy hour experiences. Uh, I love a good deal, and I need to get like a little buzz. And I felt like El Ray was one of the few places that you can really count on to really you know, get you to where you need to be before, like, you could really go there for a pregame, and it's just, I don't know, I'm really sad about it, um, it just sucks that U Street is just um, going to be so different, this is truly a shift, I feel like every part of life is truly shifting, like, nightlife is shifting, like, I can't even, when I, and it's so funny, because I go back, and I was looking at old videos of hanging out in El Rey, and being on U Street, and I'm just like, wow, I can't even see Being in a bar that crowded again. Like, I don't even know when that's gonna happen again. So, but I'm sad.
1: Henry? uh, That part. That's what's crazy because, like, you kind of covered a lot of what I wanna talk about is one, like, this how, like, COVID has affected, like, Black businesses. Like, that's crazy. A lot of us or a lot of our businesses won't be able to recover from that. And then the aid they put out, but a lot of us didn't get access to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on top of that, like you said, like businesses that like, you know, say are often like not owned by Black people, but frequented by Black people, um, they're largely affected because Black people are unemployed at a disenfranchised rate, so they're not frequent right. these places. And then on top of that, like McKinsey said, like when is the next time I'm going to be at a crowded bar because of COVID and like the lack of handling of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, misinformation, no real, like, focus, the downplaying of the seriousness of it, all of that. So, uh, like, pinpointing back to, like, the conversation of restaurants, it's just unfortunate that, like, the D.C. Black life, like, you know what I'm saying? Big Chief, Marvin, El Ray, It was
2: already hanging out by a thread,
1: honestly. Decades, like, most of the spots that I like go to or go out to, and that's the theme too, because I always like, I guess joke with my friends in Atlanta, like, oh, D.C. doesn't really have a nightlife. It's more of a bar bar culture um, yeah. and like lounge thing. Um So like to now see the places that I did, like that was my like nightlife. <laughs> it's like, dang, OK, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah in 2022 when you know say outside outside of well i wouldn't be in dc then but still you know what i'm saying and then on top of that that like going to l-ray was a what like that was like uh uh i can't think of the word i'm looking for but like going to howard you had to go to l-ray and like just black out one time at least you
0: know
1: <laughs> no, speak for yourself i never <laughs>
0: I've I been put, that, I've been put on my back, but I ain't never not like blackout. But that's
1: what I mean. Like you get messed up, not black yeah, yeah. but you get really, really messed up. I remember like when I walked. Like don't say I too walked, much now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not ashamed of myself. I walked in like I went to El Ray Founders Day. We went to El Ray. So uh, we did you know our first live show. We went to El right. Ray. El <laughs> Ray, <laughs> like you know that that was just a spot that was very often like frequented by like Howard students yeah. that's all I was about to say I mean I think um,
0: for so... me... oh my bad <laughs> no go ahead. no. I think the thing that's going to be interesting to see for me is that like this is how gentrification even like starts moving even quicker because like the places, uh... the places that come in are not going to have the same drive or want to want our money they're not going to actually like market to us so in that whole
1: area, of, yeah, like they had already started gentrifying that whole area. So, like now that like the major spaces that were occupied black by black piece, people, because if we know the history of U Street, that used to be yeah, like nothing owned. but black owned businesses, and now that's changed. And we, we see the development that is massively happening around DC, but specifically the 14th and U Street area, like. 2013 to 2020 two different totally times different. you yeah. know what I'm saying so like now that these businesses are closing what you know they were pushing black people outside of dc already this is only gonna I think like like you just said
0: make it easier to do that yeah so let's pour one out um so the next thing that we want to talk about is uh Florida and um their incarcerated persons ruling so last week, the 11th Circuit Court of the U.S. Appeals ruled that Florida can bar ex-incarcerated persons from voting if they owe court fines or fees associated with their convictions. In 2018, Florida voted to restore voting rights to ex-incarcerated persons. Estimates say it could, it could have given as many as 1.4 million people uh, voting rights. In 2016, Trump won Florida by fewer than 113,000 votes. So Mackenzie, what's kind of like your take on how this can impact the election and kind of like the state of voting rights and how we can fight against it? Because this is basically like a poll tax, basically saying like, if you're free, but if you didn't pay some fee from four years ago, you can't vote. Like when I found this out, I was like, this is, this needs to be talked about like
2: everything. I think it's definitely messed up that, you know, that inmates, I think in general, like I just don't agree that if you get locked up, you shouldn't have a vote. Like I don't, I don't really agree with that in general. Um, so I, I don't, I don't really support this. This is just another way to like, you know, um, an, another form of voter suppression. Into like, I feel like um, lean into the fact that like you don't want people's who. Because most people incarcerated are probably people of color, I feel like, and yeah. um, you just don't want their vote. However, in the same breath, I will say, I mean, there's really no guarantee that these people would have voted either way. So like,
1: like um, could've, they could've, I don't like the stigma or ideology because like, you don't know that. Like Snoop Dogg, you know, he did, has never voted because he assumed that. Because I had like dealings with the police when I was younger, I couldn't vote, but he didn't have like a felony or something like that. So it's stuff like that to where like, I think like most of these people, if they could, or they knew they could participate in the like, you know, civic process or voting, then they would like my father, for instance, like that he got his voting rights restored um, recently. And I'm from Georgia. And you know what I'm saying? I don't know what penalties or whatever they're gonna, you know, put on him because he's an ex felon. But point is like I think that's one, like you said, another way to like control the vote, voter suppression. And then two, that's what like Nick Neal and Jay Z was kinda like trying to fight for with like the whole parole thing of they keep you on a leash and make it easy for you to just go to jail or maybe these decisions what or whatever. The fact that they're literally saying they can't vote because you might owe a fine. So let's say like this person. Owed what, fine.
2: what are you? I thought you said you disagreed with something I said. I you saying?
1: said that they may have not voted anyway, and I said I don't like. No, that I logic. didn't say that
2: they may have not voted. I or, said that they, like might not, not, they may have not voted in the way that we wanted them to vote. Either way, like Trump, they could have been they could have voted for Trump, and Trump would have still been elected. So right. I don't really think that that should be like.
1: Oh, well, i miss in surgery. I apologize, been, apologize about know, the that. The
2: election would have been different. Like, I won't say that.
1: But, yeah. Well, they yeah, voting? I definitely, uh, I apologize. i miss in surgery. My bad. But yeah, I, I still think they have, whether they were voting in favor of Democrats or not, I, you have, like, as a United States citizen, you have the right to vote. Because, Noah, you might be at the answer, because I was talking about somebody. Regardless if they vote or not, you're counted in the census, when you do that, right? When you vote? not vote but like not do that but like you're
0: counting in the census no you have to be you have to fill it out out, out. or someone has to come to your house yeah that's not how it works so
2: so that's a separate thing yeah
0: yeah okay it it should it theoretically should be that way (laughs) but no and i think like kind of to piggyback off what you were saying Henry. like this is a part of like largely a republican strategy like they wouldn't be doing this if they felt that a lot of these probably like Mackenzie said a lot of these black and Latino people would probably vote their way. They wouldn't be doing it, but it fits the trend of like what we were talking about um, on the episode where we talked about Wisconsin and like, they're like clearly doing these things to prevent largely black men and women from voting. And I think it needs to be like talked about it like that. Cause like,
1: can I pose another question? Mm -hmm. So uh, again, I was talking to somebody last night. So like, and they kept saying the DNC isn't doing anything blah, that and like my I was like well yeah but no because like I know I know for myself that Trump has appointed over 200 you know i saying judicial position and then beyond that they have actively the Republicans since Obama has been in office since like 2008 went yeah. after you know what I'm saying gerrymandering the judicious and all of that they have focused on that so like for me is like who can we say anybody's at fault for how like this, like how Florida legislation is able to like do this and with all these people right to vote?
0: Um, someone should always be at fault because there's always like a counterbalance. Like someone could at least always say like the court of appeals ruled this. Well, I'm going to be the one who's appealing to bring it to the next highest court or I'm going to be a legislator who writes a law that says if you served X amount of time and you're in, Someone should write a bill that says like, if you're, if the thing that we're holding you voting for was passed to a two, a year ago, we're going to waive it, or they should have services that are in place that should align people to do that. And like, I think like Bloomberg just invested a lot of money into Florida. I think it was like a hundred million. He should be the one mm-hmm. saying like, hey, come to me or come to my organization. And if you give us proof of a fee that prevents you from voting, we're going to pay it all. Like, I think that's how people need to, like, counteract it is, like, money needs to be behind, not just fighting it, but saying, like, okay, if we can't fight this in court or if the if our policies aren't working out, like, if they're not getting signed, someone needs to say, like, I'll eat all the money that you all have, all, all the bad debt that you have, so you all can just vote. And, like, I think so, we need to talk about that. Like, Oprah should be like, hey... <laughs> Come so to the it's a collective effort. Yeah, it's a, and a part of it involves rich people being like, "I got this." Jay Z should do this
2: responsibility.
0: Yeah, like Jay Z, Beyonce, Oprah, all these rich people should literally say, "I got this." Come do whatever form you got. Have a proof of this. I'll wait. I'll do it within a week. That's real. That's what someone should do. So, speaking of what someone should do. Uh, the Breonna Taylor uh, settlement happened this week. The city of Louis, uh, Louisville announced it would be paying the family of Brianna Taylor $12 million. Um, that was news that we covered on the uh, Twitter account and the Instagram account. What I think is also important is that the settlement also includes police reforms that went under the radar um, that the mayor announced the same day. Um, they include encouraging police to improve relations with the community through increasing what they call positive interactions. The department will retain social workers to support and assist officers on dispatch runs. The most important thing, and this probably or this could have saved Brianna Taylor's life. We don't know. Um, the new rules that they're implement that they're implementing requires EMS or paramedics to be at the scene when a forced entry warrant is required. Because Brianna Taylor didn't have the time to necessarily get the medical care because after police shot her, there was no one who was medically trained to assist her. So in this, if God forbid some scenario happened like that where they do a forced injury, paramedics would have to be on the scene or some EMT professional. So if something did happen, that person who was injured by police could then receive immediate medical care. Um I think my thing is should before I go my Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I mean, this has kind of been I don't even know how to talk about this because I think like should we consider this justice i know the answer to that question because the cops are still Well, out. that's what yeah. i was
1: about to like, <laughs> like say before yeah. i go on my like me Henry's feel right um this is like one of the largest settlements um that has happened in history in police, yeah. right in a history in a police brutality situation so like let's acknowledge that and then the stipul like the, what you just read like the stipulations of the settlement it, 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 it's a small step, but whatever Very small. Right. So like, Mackenzie, you asked the question of Benjamin Crum and that this is how he plays a part. He get he does this. Uh, and he's done it for over like 200 plus families across America. But point is like it we have it's like, because no, it's not justice. <laughs> it's yeah. not like it's really not justice. Like them receiving that money is not like, yeah, they kids gonna be taken care of, whatever, like whatever. They, they got the, whatever. We basically, and that's what I just, that's what's like con- confusing to me because we've seen all these situations like the civil case, they get a settlement amount, a large settlement amount. But the criminal case, the officer is never held accountable. So in my head, I'm like, when is the government going to get tired of paying these
0: people off, essentially? I mean, I think that's the interesting thing is that they had an article in, I think it was in the the New York Times, that just shows how much money, like, the NYPD shells out in these cases every year. And it's like, it's a insane amount. So you would think the ridiculous. government would be like, let's just stop doing this and actually hold these people accountable.
1: And that, that's where that's where I am like, ugh, because it's like over and over and over again, you see like the payouts happen. They increase by like tons. Yeah. But there is no change in action of the police. There's no change in legislation besides like this little BS. I don't want to say BS, but I say BS because they're not going to put it into practice they kept saying like when Trayvon and then Mike Brown and the Eric Garner, they went to enforce cameras. Half of these um, prison... Uh, the, half of these people don't even wear cameras, bro.
0: And if they do, it still doesn't make a difference.
1: Right. They're not required to even turn it on or the footage get lost or whatever. It's like yeah. at some point when does the... the and that's what, again, I mean, I have conversations off off record and it's like, to me, it's like, it's, it's hard as a black American to have hope in a country who has proven themselves to you time and time again. We'll give you a literally way, but at the end of the day, we still go boom, boom, boom. They know they 10, 20 years, they're going to be the minority. So that's why they're trying to kill us up. I get the concept of it, but bro, maybe I'm on some hotel stuff now, but point is, like, I really don't, I don't understand why the powers that may be haven't analyzed and realized like, this happens in New York, it happens in Chicago, it happens in Milwaukee, it happens in Kentucky, it happens in Louisville, or Louisville is Kentucky. It happens all over the United States. and Every single time there's a civil case and there's a criminal case, especially if Benjamin Crump gets on it and it gets the national attention. It's going to be a large payout. However, the police department, the attorney general, the governor—nobody is changing how these police are interacting with the community. Nobody is saying if this if this police shoots an unarmed whomever, this is how they're being handled. Even in Atlanta, when they tried to play, uh, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> They're trying to make it look good, but it like when the kids got. Rayshard banned, Brooks. Well, oh. I right. Well, that too, but because the uh the uh, attorney general had to recruit himself for that, so it is like, when when are y'all gonna stop and be like, okay, it's not them, it's nice. us.
0: I mean, look, I mean, and where am
1: I tripping?
0: And Mackenzie, get in here, but I mean, clearly it's that they would rather just pay the money than actually like yeah, do anything. That's
2: how that is. Um, I'm just kind of like, um I guess. Shout out to Crump. If if that's what I mean, if that's what he's there to do to get the money share, but like, I'm not really moved.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is not a victory by any by by any sense, because it's like, and like Mackenzie, I think has been hitting on this from like the podcast count. It's like the whole time, black people have literally had one ask. Like, we didn't ask for all the performative stuff we didn't ask Muriel Bowser to paint black lives matter in the street we didn't ask for any and all they we came wanted, over well all I'm <laughs> saying is that we had we had one ask Brianna Taylor's family had one initial ask and if y'all can't do that anything else is not fulfilling the yeah. justice that y'all claim to live up to that but, she deserves cuz right.
1: that's what they do didn't they like make a law in her honor mm-hmm. Yeah, they did, and so like, so you make a long her honor. You do all of these again performative things that you just said, but yeah, it's just you,
2: all performance, and like that's what I think the twelve million dollars is. It's like it's a grand performance. It's like, hush money. It's hush money,
1: right? But like, and that's my thing too. Did is it like? Did I didn't read into the settlement, but I I actually want to because if they had to sign something, I'd be concerned. But like, my Short thing day. is <laughs> right. So my I thing is. It's like it is very annoying when you continue to do these performative acts. These powers that actually have the control to actually arrest these people and prosecute them. I mean, that's <laughs> like wasn't the attorney general? At, um,
0: I don't even. Trump I don't even rally? know. I don't. guess e- he spoke at the RNC and used Breonna Taylor's name. Like, keep her name. And then know.
1: y'all want to be mad at Kamala? At least she was. Here trying to go. do something. Here Henry, you go,
0: Henry said. I'm, I'm gonna bring this in.
2: <laughs> you
0: always <laughs> we, need to bring right, we did bring. We This is the. This, I think this is the first time in months we have not included her in a doc. And Henry said, yeah. "We going to get that name in here." Yeah, um, literally. That's all right. Do it for the. Do it for the cause. Uh, who put this inmate firefighter thing in here?
1: I did. I you want to read it? or you oh, I it? definitely think that's important to talk about. Go ahead. Mackenzie, go ahead.
0: Take the floor.
1: Okay.
2: So last Friday, California Governor Newsom, um, or Calif- the Governor of California, Gavin Newsom, signed a bill that will allow MA firefighters to have records expunged, clearing the path for them to be eligible for firefighter jobs upon release. So if you don't know, they were, all the fires that's been happening on, across California um, recently, They've been using inmates to put out the fires, and it's been like it's been like I don't know like crazy.
1: The, the, the sky yeah, was
2: orange red. <laughs> this is like yeah like not a normal California fire like this is crazy. So but so anyways, on average they are compensated like three dollars per day and one dollar for every inch they just.
0: Um,
1: literally using them as slaves.
0: jokes. Yeah, we're about to. Uh, te- I didn't
1: know this. We're about to tee off on this. this is no, uh, I've seen this. That's why I say I'm glad she put it in there because if we want to talk about it, prisons across America use uh, uh, inmates for labor all the time. Yes,
2: and and so so, and it's it's so interesting how once again coronavirus was like we were saying at the beginning of the show that how coronavirus has really impacted every business because because of coronavirus, the governor um, sent them home for early release because of the virus. Sure. So they weren't able to help out with the fires this past weekend. And that really impacted um, the turnout and who can really help because they really do actual labor and stuff. So it was like, what did it say? It said hundreds of inmate fires were, firefighters were absent from the fire lines recently because they had already gone home, part of an early release program. Um, highlighting the state's dependence on prisoners in its firefighting force and complicated its battle against almost 600 fires. Okay.
0: It's like it's like I want to. This whole thing just is gross to me, though. I can't I can't get over this because it's gross. like gross. Because one, I mean, I want to know what the actual it, like are these inmates who are just in there for nonviolent offenses. If so, they shouldn't be there in the first place. Like, let's that needs to be said. And I think also.
2: Yeah, the yeah they're not like any, they're not like any ch- like murderers or anything like that so you could just be wrecking. in there for
0: selling a dime bag and all of a sudden so that's, yeah, that needs to logo. be said and yeah. i think also the fact that they're they are being compensated three dollars and 63 cents a day and that's an increase i think like that's below minimum wage and i wish somebody would like sue and be like you're not yeah, let's actually us talk about paying minimum these. wage like they should actually get this federal minimum wage Working that everyone wages, keeps, they right they
1: definitely they definitely should
0: like I, and i don't even think they should be doing these fires in the first place i think I it's, mean, they I mean, it's it's an ex, it's an expo- it's an exploitation of labor
1: is they're definitely exploiting them i i might get hated for this but i will say um, if they are going to use them for this they should at least be able to walk outside and be like okay i have this skill set hire me and or me I,
0: this. I think the better thing that they should do is especially if you serve a nonviolent offense you should be like hey you let me out on the condition of me being released i will then help you get these fires out but my my release my freedom is conditioned upon me doing this not i'm just going to help you for three dollars a day and i still stay here no well, i that, don't like it, that condition either but i mean i think that's the best realistic way to make it happen i think in general, yeah, people probably be I, in there, yes. but you shouldn't fight fires. You shouldn't risk your life for three dollars. Oh, not even. I read it wrong. It's three dollars and sixty-three cents a day, not an hour. So that's even worse. I read it wrong. No, literally, <laughs> I mean, slave work. Slave work. I read it work. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, read no. It wrong. All right, so we that's have.
2: Crazy.
0: So thank you for putting that in. So we have nine minutes left. So we're just gonna run uh, and quickly go to the heads up. So tomorrow, everyone, I don't know if you need Apple Music for this. If so, somebody hit, one of y'all hit me up with that, with that password real quick. Uh, So tomorrow, Rap Life Apple Music's rap playlist will feature a live event on none other than Howard University's campus. The live stream event will aim uh, to further discussions around the importance in the Black community through dialogue and the power of music. Uh, The conversations that they will be having will feature, he's the president, Howard University Student Association president, Rachel Howell and Miss Howard Taylor Davis. The performers will include Nas, Wale, Rapsy, and Lil Baby. So I'm looking forward to that because it looks like the production value is going to be top tier. Is it a
1: music video or what is it? I'm trying to figure out what is it and why did Howard get involved?
0: I think this gives us a preview of what a potential homecoming, virtual homecoming could look like. Anyway, dad. no, I'm so serious. I'm that's the best way to make it work. However, if it, if this goes how I think it's going to go with them literally like performing on the field and basically,
2: oh, that would be a tour, homecoming. Howard would go down for history for that. that I would think be, they would. I They would go down for history for that. So let me let, I know, I know y'all sick of Howard. I know y'all sick of how he's in your mouth, in your mouth, in your mouth. <laughs> Grinchy. i'm sick of too, but that's a look like that's a look then they're leading then howard they announced that howard's leading something in research i don't know shout out to howard i'm super excited to see what it's they a victory
0: are- lap every episode that's good.
2: Yeah,
1: i'm gonna say this i'm gonna just say this because Mackenzie, i know what you're talking about because we we just retweeted from the camp um howard Everybody else been sleeping in quarantine. Howard has been grinding. No, wait. Howard, uh,
2: said y'all in a pandemic? We
1: in a band?
2: Damn
1: it! Who? They been getting donations. Vice presidents running for office. We got this rap life thing coming yeah. out. We got people on the show. We got people on pause. You got Young know, Hinder. You got what's really going on, bro. Howard. If you ain't
0: got to go to Howard, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you ain't gonna Howard, I'm sorry for you, (laughs) I mean. In your mouth. (laughs) We love to see it. Um, So the last thing that we will talk about, I think this is actually really, really cool. Um, Barbados is ditching the queen. Um, Barbados will remove Queen Elizabeth II as its head of state and declare a republic by November of next year. According to Prime Minister Mia Modley, she said, "Time to fully leave our colonial past behind." That's a bar. Say it, say it, say it. Barbadians want a Barbadian head of state. <laughs> the island gained independence from Britain in 1966, but the Queen remained its constitutional monarch. They will join Trinidad and Tobago, Dominica, and Guyana in cutting ties with Britain. Jamaica is also considering plans for trans. Yes, so so, we love
2: liberation.
0: So shout out to all these countries. I'm getting dual citizenship. I'm doing
1: citizenship
0: and getting. A- I don't think you can just pull up and be like, "Hey, I want dual citizenship." I think you got to establish a bloodline. Me
1: and Rihanna are best friends. We cool. You heard about the wrong thing. Okay,
0: man. My, my business. Um, I think that's cool. I think it's cool that she specifically mentioned like we are leaving our colonial past. Like, there's, there's not there's there's a reason why a lot of Africans speak French, not just because we are multilingual, but because France ran up it, in let's there. Talk like,
1: about, let's talk, I think that's, let's I think talk it's great. about it because. Never mind, but yeah, that's crazy, bro. And I'm glad that's happening. That that, that I think. the um, I don't want to say hype, but the momentum around just black liberation and black people expressing their stories and exploring their heritage and just That's learning amazing. who it's, it's, I love the momentum around it because honestly I have never seen it in my t- my life to where like mm-hmm. we just truly like you know what I'm saying we were all always black but it like to the point to where we just don't care how yeah. you know what I'm saying it, it for you to tell the people. queen to
0: get the F out
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying like this is our history we understand like we're, we're trying to understand how things happen and with that we understand that like we we've been knew we deserve that rights, but now more than ever we're going to demand yeah. uh, our rights so honestly now to ask somebody is too i'm curious to see what happens in america in the next coming years
0: mm-hmm. quiet what about I, ah! I mean we can't yeah. <laughs> what you want us to do unless we go back to africa Shoot, yeah. I, I like how mckenzie and i both look down like hey, I ain't like I don't know about that, Chief. I don't know what we can
1: do.
0: <laughs> uh, so that's all that we have. You have any? You guys have anything else? March coming, we...
1: coming soon. March coming soon. March coming. soon. Bro, I'm putting in work. March coming soon. Coming
0: Henry in. is putting in work. I will. I will. I can confirm that. Uh, so that is the 58th episode. Mackenzie and Henry, thank you very much. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at wrgo pod. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube at What's Really Going On. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. Two for two, I got it right. So thank you, guys.
2: Yeah. Bye! Bye.